What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't have a lot to talk about this week because I'm just grumpy because it's so fucking hot. It was 121 degrees in Woodland Hills today. I don't live in Woodland Hills, but I live in Eagle Rock, and it's hotter than fuck here, too. It was 115 today. Thankfully, we just got AC put in the bedroom, and so the nights have not been too, too terrible. But, man, the days are just, you just can't leave the house. On top of the pandemic, we got a heat wave, and it's just double the reason to not even open the door to get outside. Even my dog is like, bruh, I don't really want to go to the park, but it's just part of my habit now, so... It's a lot to deal with this heat, man. I can't take it. It makes my girl start fighting about wanting to move. And then I have to bitch and moan about how much I love L.A. because I don't want to move. It's just a lot. Uh, I did have last weekend off, which was nice because I managed to tape a couple of episodes in a week and, and get one week ahead. Uh, so that felt nice to not be on the skin of my teeth for once and work seven days a week. So I took Saturday and Sunday off and we went down to my in-laws place and um, my wife's brother and his wife moved in with um, Mia's dad and they just had a nephew. He's seven months old. And so I got to see him. It's only my second time getting to see him because of the pandemic and because I've been so busy with work. But man, it was adorable. He was just very cute. Shout out to Koa. It was very fun getting to play with him. We set up a little inflatable pool and shit and got to float around. It was cute. It was adorable. That's about it, though. And then my nephew uh, up in Alaska, Wyatt, he's getting to an age where he's starting to kind of understand things. Uh, he's like a year and a half or at least 15 months. And so, you know, FaceTiming with him has been very funny lately because he's like starting to try to talk and say like babbly type shit. And then, and he's recognizing my face. And so whenever he sees my face on the phone, he tries to grab the phone and kiss it. He'll put it up to his face and go, ma. It's very, very cute. And that's about it. I'm, I'm going to keep it brief today. I'll get into this interview with D Banks. So D Banks had this huge moment in 2017 where one of his songs that's like admittedly very childish and kind of, a, it's like meme rap. You know what I mean? It's meme rap for sure. Um, really blew up and I mean it has hundreds of millions of streams and plays across platforms including being one of the like I guess original songs to really um, leave a huge mark on TikTok and you know that's not that's not necessarily the kind of thing I would generally um, steer towards but you know D-Bangs is a really good rapper as well um and very driven, which I can respect and appreciate. And ever since that first song kind of blew up, the meme rap one, I think a lot of his material has been a bit more serious than that. And this new EP that he's putting out this week um, seems to be a real turn in a serious direction as well. I just wanted to hear him out and hear about his journey and just understand that really that generational difference and divide about how rappers blow up nowadays versus, you know, how they used to blow up when I was his age. And so, you know, he's an interesting dude. He's only like 19 years old. He's got a lot of opinions. Not all of them do I necessarily agree with, but this is not a podcast for me to argue with people. This is a podcast for me to listen and learn. And so, yeah, we I did some listening and I learned a lot about semen retention. <laughs> and you'll hear about that towards the end of the podcast. So, yeah, man, without further ado, we're going to get into this conversation with my man, D. Banks. It's 111 out today. And so oh, my God. You, That's we, a magical number. Yeah, it had to be the day that I'm interviewing somebody from Arizona. You just brought the heat. You, uh, <laughs> Bro, I just got back, too. You just got back from Arizona? Like, two nights ago. What was you doing out there? Dude, I did, like, a whole—I went to Flagstaff and did, like, a whole, like, nature walk kind of experience. 
Uh, we just saw hella trees. Just enjoy fresh air. Yeah. You know, living in L.A., that shit's just like no go. Well, how long have you been in L.A. now? Uh, coming up on a year almost. Or yeah. Actually, it's been a year. Yeah, I moved out here in July. Okay, yeah. And so you grew up in Phoenix, though? Yeah. And how did you guys end up in Phoenix? Uh, I, I was born in Phoenix. Yeah. My mom came out from Hawaii, uh, and my dad's from New Orleans, so I got kind of like those kind of culture blends. But Is your dad Creole? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so we just grew up in Phoenix, bro, like just hot as fuck. Is your mom Hawaiian, or is she just like a Howley that lived in Hawaii? No, she's Hawaiian. Oh, that's for great. sure. Yeah, no, because I'm Hawaiian and black. Oh, yeah, wow. Well, Creole black, yeah, Creole. so like both sides are like light. Yeah, right. So it's kind of like, it still makes a light skin. It's like a rare breed. Yeah, totally, totally. And so how did those two meet? I think like after the military or something like that. Oh, oh was your dad in the military? Yeah, my dad was in the military. Uh, mine was too. Yeah, and she, she, my mom was already previously married to like a, another like Marine, so... Yeah, right. So I think she met him, like, and then they had me, like, as the basic parent age, like, 30, 31 or some shit like that. Yeah, right. Are you an only child? Uh, no. Yeah, I, have, I have three siblings. Siblings. Are you the oldest or the youngest? I'm, like, middle child. Middle child. Yeah, middle the child. one that needs the attention, bro. That's how you end up rapping, right? Bro, nah. nah? I, I'm the one who leads the least attention. The, 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 the ones that need the attention is the females. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All the attention goes to the females. That's funny. So you are a middle child and you're the only son? Is that what you're, is that what you're getting at? You, uh, you got no, sisters? I'm, my dad has a son, but, oh, okay. like, I'm the only, like, son between my mom and dad. Yeah, right. And so what made them end up moving to Arizona at, coming from New Orleans? Orleans and, and Hawaii. My grandmother had moved out there. My dad's mom had moved out there. Like, back when it was only, like, 6% black population in Arizona, like, yeah. just starting. I think they had, like, a printing company out there and some stuff like that. But then eventually, they had got married in Hawaii, but they went out to uh, Arizona and then had me and then my sister and little sister. Yeah, right. So, actually, my big sister's from Hawaii. She's lucky. I wanted to be from Hawaii, yeah, but that's I was sorry. from Phoenix. Yeah, my uh, I grew up in Alaska oh, and, because my dad was in the military and—, and, and when you first get transferred, you get to pick like some places that you'd want to go, and everybody says, "Oh, don't put your, don't put your first pick, don't put your actual first pick first, because they'll always put you in your second pick." So my dad put Alaska as his first, and Hawaii as his second. Oh, and they picked the first and one, and they said, "Oh yeah, nobody wants to go to Alaska. Send him up there." And so we were fucking in Alaska. Wow. I was like, man, I could have grew up in Hawaii. He should have put like Pennsylvania or something. That's right where there. my parents are from, bro. Is Pennsylvania? How weird that you picked that state. Of bro, all I'm gonna other pull states. up to Pennsylvania soon. Yeah, it's like one of the only places I haven't been. Oh, Philly is dope, man. Philly's having exactly. A, yeah. See, that's why I, I knew it was a reason why I needed to be up there. Yeah, Philly's really dope. A lot of the guests we've been having on lately are from Philly and shit. Yeah, dude, that uh, Philly accent is crazy. Yeah, for real. The water, you want some water? Anyway, <laughs> so what's it like growing up in Arizona? Like you say, being an interesting mix, and in what is a pretty predominantly white state? Yeah, definitely predominantly white. It's more like mixed now, just because yeah. we're closer to the border. Oh, okay. Um, so more Hispanic. Uh, that keeps going up, which is good. Um, black, uh, a lot of black, more population. A lot of people move out from like Chicago, like all over. So really, it's not even just Arizona. Arizona is just kind of like. It's like, like you know how kind of like it's Vegas getting, is? It's like getting to be a melting pot? Yeah, like Vegas is like like that. Like Vegas is just, you know, a place in the desert where everybody comes to meet. Like nobody's really from Vegas. Right, right. But so that's kind of how Arizona is but on a grander scale because we get like, I think like a million people every year or something like Holy that. Holy shit, moving like, to Yeah, new, new people moving, especially from Cali because the rent's all high yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, the rent's cheap out there, huh? So, oh yeah, for sure. Like on some southern prices just once you cross the border. Yeah. Dude, we had fucking like 125, 130 degree summers, bro, on some like Death Valley shit. What do you even do as a kid when it's that hot? You just stay in the house? It depends how it depends how how ill of a kid you are. Like if you're really out there and you really want it, you'll skate in that hundred ten degree heat. And you're you like, doing that? Yeah, hell oh, yeah. You're skating out After, in that heat. Yeah, and not not like my younger years, but like fourteen, anything above that. Hell yeah, we were at the parks, like or like in street spots. It was kicking our ass, and like, bro, on another level to where if you didn't drink enough water, like even oh, just a little bit, like you will feel it, like heat and it will shit. hurt. It will hurt. It'd be painful, like. Real life, people getting burned. I never had that problem because of melanin and shit, but, like, yeah. bro, like, people be getting burned down the sun, dying. Like, I've seen people die in the sun. I've seen, like, bodies, Holy like, on, like, bro, because just because the street, like, when you walk on the street, the asphalt and all that makes shoes it, Shoes like, melt to it and dude, shit. Dude, literally shoes melt. Like, yeah. isn't that insane? Like, yeah, that's crazy. You got to be lame if your shoes melt, though. I'm not going to lie. It's not, like, an average thing to get your shoes melted, yeah. like, but, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Or, like, garbage cans definitely be melting. Oh. That shit is disgusting, bro. Yeah, I'm mad as hell I even grew up out there. Really? Where, yeah. where do you wish you grew up? In Hawaii? Hawaii, definitely because it's closer to the equator, cleaner air, better environment. More. Have you been to New Orleans? 
Oh uh, yeah, like a bunch of times. Man, I love New Orleans. New Orleans is dope, just a little too hood. Hawaii's just like more of that like straight getaway, like island vibe kind yeah. of thing. So you had this huge smash hit by the time you're probably what, like sixteen? Seventeen? Like fifteen, I think. Fifteen? That's when it popped. As far back as you can remember as a little kid, were you always doing creative shit? Were and were you always like a funny dude? Cause I get like your bars are very humorous a lot of the times, you know? Mm, yeah, I was always definitely always the goofiest kid. Like, yeah. so I guess you're right. Actually, I was one who did want attention, but not even more so from my family, but more like kids in my classroom. Like, I was definitely class clown type, like frying dude. Just because I mean, that's what I saw. Like, I can only replicate what the environment y'all put me in. And if it's like a bunch of class clowns all over the place, I'm gonna end up like a class clown possibly. Yeah. So like, I just embraced that whole role, bro. I used to be annoying as fuck. How early can you remember being annoying and being a class clown? Do you remember the bro, first time you got a laugh? Bro, I, all right. I remember I was chill, like, f- all the way up until fourth grade. I was a chill dude. Like, I just like Star Wars. I had braces, glasses, all that shit, bro. But then once, like, fifth grade came, oh, my God, bro, I was a villain. Like, fifth grade through. And then for some reason, like, sixth grade, I was chill. And then the rest of that, all the way, to, like, rest of high school was just all. What was the catalyst of that change in fifth grade? Uh, honestly, I just got put in, like, a new school, a new area, more, yeah. like, inner city. Uh, yeah, how so come? Why'd you have to while. switch? I mean... Did you get in trouble or something? Nah, because the old school we were at was, like, bro, do you know where Queen Creek is? Like, yeah. bro, it's, like, like it's it's a pretty nice spot now, but I, we lived out there when there was, like, nothing out there, and, like, the homes were, like, super cheap. You can get big, like, two-story homes. So we used to stay out there, and then I remember we moved up to, uh, to Phoenix, and then, dude, it was just way more, like, cultures, way more shit I was seeing, so I just adapted into that, and it was just, I don't know. And that's, I guess, that's definitely how I got, like, obviously in the rap and stuff like that, too, because I just saw all of it more around me. Like, I grew up originally, like, suburbs. Like, there was no, like, none of that. Yeah. Do you think um, becoming a class clown and roasting people and such was, like, a defense mechanism? Uh, to avoid sometimes, you getting roasted? Oh, no, nah, sometimes, yeah, because I was getting fried anyway. Yeah. I was getting fried all the time. I wasn't, like, unfriable. It's yeah. just that I was frying <laughs> I niggas, too. Unfried, I was yeah. smart. Like, I definitely was witty with my words. I knew how to say some shit yeah. and, like, get on niggas' nerves and, like, irritate people. Everybody always wanted to fight me and shit. Really? But, would yeah. you talk your way out of fights? Or would you fight? Mm, because right. it, it, well, the reason I ask is because I think when you are good with words, you can usually bro, take a bully I, that wants to fuck you up and make him laugh no, until yeah, he doesn't no, want to. You, usually I will, or, or it won't even be a laugh. I'll just like, because see, I used to get on the older kids a lot, and, and a lot of times they knew they couldn't like fuck with me because I was a little ass kid, like 11, 12 years old, like ugly as fuck, chunky ass little nigga, like just frying. And it's just like, what are you going to do like about that? Yeah. It's like you can't really do shit about that right. unless you are a real, real, real bully, but it's like, fuck. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody was about that, bro. Oh, hell yeah. nah. That's Not in no really fucking funny. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> and so is that around the age that you realize, like, oh, I'm pretty good at these, like, verbal gymnastics? Bruh, I think, yeah, honestly, because I started thinking about that. I was like, yeah, that got to be the first time I've ever, like, I guess, like, kind of used some words in a smart way and maybe, you know, wrote it down on a piece of paper one time. Did you not like school or excel at school? Hell no. Nah. Nah. I, I mean, it was cool. Like, it was one of those things where, like, you know, it's school in America. Like, you got to, like... You gotta be a weird dude to like that. Like uh-huh. you have like to fit into like waking up at six, seven a.m. Yeah. Probably earlier if you live far. Uh-huh. Like, are you really ready for school? Like, are you? Is your brain really ready? No. Wow. Fried. Yeah. I, I hated school. So you hated school? <laughs> Hell yeah. Did your grades reflect that? Sometimes. <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you ever worried about like flunking out? Was that a thing? Oh yeah, for oh, sure. But really? I mean, I wasn't like, cause see, the thing is, my dad always wanted me to like get out of high school, cause he was already smarter dude back then too. So like, he recognized that this shit is brainwashing. He recognized that you know they're not really teaching no shit that most of the shit you're even gonna have to use, especially once you get to the high school level. It's like, what are we even really doing? I'm learning trigonometry and shit like. Mm-hmm. When have I ever needed that since? So it's like he he had a a whole like work thing going too. So I was gonna get into IT originally, like just straight computer stuff. And I'm good with it still. Like I could remember a lot of stuff, how to make patch cables and like fix internet and like but on like that deeper note and use like some like you know that what is that shit called? Uh, command prompt. Mm-hmm. I know, have no fucking idea. You're bro, you know the little black shit. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, that look like the little hackers. Yeah, that looks like uh, yeah. the Matrix low key. I, I could punch in a couple commands. Oh no shit. Was your dad kind of like telling you, "Hey, man, the, this high school shit doesn't really matter. It's about what you do afterwards." Or, or what? It, it wasn't even that deep. He just knew, like, you know, if he's not fitting into the regiment, like, just switch the regiment. Like, it, it was more yeah. like. 
I don't know. My dad's an Aquarius too, so he's able to see things from a way grander view. Like, to what where, are you? I'm a Gemini. Okay. So he was oh, you like, guys are Aquemini. You guys are outcasts. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Both air signs, bro. Yeah, like, right. so he like he already knew and like kind of put me on to seeing shit from a bigger view and shit. So this dude, like, he was just like, bro. At even at 15, 14, 16, all throughout those years, he was always like, bro, you just work with me. He he still has business and he doesn't even really work it like that no more. That's what he did was IT stuff. Yeah, yeah. IT. Like yeah. for since I could remember, he was like fucking with phone systems and all that shit. And I was gonna get into that, but then I just started. Dude, rapping. I just started rapping, skating, yeah, and just being on a something did totally you, did different. Did you ever play other sports before you got into skating? Uh, I mean, I played like basketball here and there as a kid, but I mean, not too many. Sp- I, oh, actually, you know what? I played football for a couple years, but I hated that shit too. Yeah. What did you hate about it, bro? I'm glad you asked because football is fucked up. Football is some gladiatoristic shit. Yeah. Like, bro, we got little kids smashing into each other, bro. Like, I me, agree. I think it, that little it's, kids. It's, is, I feel like it's little to no skill involved in that. Like, it's more so just brute force and. It's more about brute force, strength, like, quickness. Um, so, I mean, I guess it is a lot of technicalities, but, bro, football causes so much damage. Like, think about a basketball player's entire fucking 15-year career. Versus Never have a, one head injury exactly. versus a football head injury every 10 seconds bro, or something. Bro, and the most they're doing is hurting, you know what I'm saying, uh, limbs. Like, yeah. so it's like, or fucking up a collarbone here and there. So it's like, I, do, I do tend to agree that I think we're towards the end of the football run. I hope uh, so, bro. I think, like, in 50 years or 100 years we'll look back on that and go wow that was really bro, archaic every but. time someone's in the ps4 party playing madden bro i just get sick to my stomach mm. i'm like bro you know what's funny is though so is that i do uh i don't watch football and, but you play the madden like, no but and also like fuck the nfl because of like you know shout out colin kaepernick they shouldn't have blacklisted him that said every football documentary that comes out i will watch the fuck out of it i love last chance yeah you. the ones that like you know what really, i'm saying, you know what I'm saying are culturally yeah, impacting i like, love last chance you i like um hard knocks on hbo like i fuck with the football documentary there's something about it but i hated playing football i was wondering if maybe because you seem like a very uh independent dude and independent thinker and have a lot of opinions and so i feel like probably being on a team in a team situation is probably also very hard for you yeah it just wasn't the move And, and the fact that i had to like be this like animal like what like yeah. y'all got me smashing my fucking head into like other like children and yeah. i'm a child and listening without being able to question why like get, taking direction without exactly. being like why and then, and then the conditioning was just so crazy like i just and i mean it's not like i was the healthiest most athletic kid but it's like damn like dude that conditioning was crazy i'm sure in arizona with that heat a lot of kids gotta be having a lot of problems with football practice in the summer golly so yeah i think i played football and then i wrestled Oh, wrestling's even harder than football, man. For that's sure, bro. I, I mean, in a way, like, I could see, like, high school football being hell. Like, that's why I knew I would never get into it. Like, seeing how big these kids get, like, bro, you got people walk around like Zion height. Like, So were you, like, a heavyweight in the wrestling? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah at, at that, because... I don't know how much I weighed back then, but probably like at probably like around two hundred. I was like fat as shit back then. Were you a WWE kid? Did nah, you just, I could see. You Honestly, good, I got yeah. into it because I recognized the worth of wrestling, like in like martial arts and stuff like that, and like you know, even Joe Rogan, he be talking about like how you know wrestling should be everybody's first. Like, so I was like, you know, I'm thirteen. You was listening like, to Joe Rogan at thirteen? Oh no, no, no. But say, hearing it now, here I don't minds. even know if he was doing that shit. But what's it called? Uh, like hearing him now, like you know, you'll hear people say that. So I knew. Like, you know, yeah. I kind of wanted to do it. Plus, bro, the conditioning was 80 times harder. Yeah, yeah. Like, we were dying in that shit. I hate it. I got, got kicked off the team because I spoke out about it a little bit. Like, bro, just to be, like, on this team, I got to be on some whole other extra shit. And I'm on. I'm 12 years old, nigga. Like, what? Like, I'm like, how, how much how much testosterone am I even producing compared to, like, when I'm in high school or something? Like, bro, is my energy really here for this? Like, no. 11 yeah. years old? No, bro. It's cat. I agree. I tried wrestling for one year because my brother really loved it. And I was like, it takes a whole different kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Like It does. It's a lot harder than people think. People oh, just see, God, like, the, the hardest. It's that sh- It's like, it wears you out, like, definitely more than boxing. Like anything. I dabbled in every sport as a kid, and wrestling was by far my shortest stint and the hardest <laughs> practices ever. I was like, I cannot do this. I'll be throwing up. Bro, yeah. I, see, and there was kids that would always throw up, and I'm like, bro, that's how you know we're at a level right now that I feel like we don't need to. Like, there's, there's levels of conditioning, and there's ways you can condition and be what you want to be 
be without having to kill your body. Like, bro, it was intense. Yeah. But I mean, shit, fuck it. Intensity, intensity. Were there any subjects in school that you liked? No. Not a single one. Not art, not nothing. I mean, art, that shit was sorry. Like, especially all throughout school. But what's called, nah, uh, maybe, nah, see, because chemistry had math in it and shit. Like, why? And then, like. So what did you like coming home and doing then? Before skating, because I we're, we'll get into Playing that. Xbox. Xbox. What games was you into, bro? Black Ops. Okay. I was that kid. I was definitely that kid. I knew everything about the games. I still do. Yeah, and so Black Ops. That's you're playing online. Yeah, and, yeah. and just like you're one of those little like ten year old kids cussing no, out people my age and shit. Oh, actually, yo, you know what, bro? I remember when Black Ops first came out. The first one, I was nine, yeah. and I rented that shit from Blockbuster every two weeks and saved the data on the PlayStation and tried to like play it when I could. Yeah. Until I bought that shit, bro. But yeah, no, I was definitely talking some shit in them chats. Yeah. <laughs> Especially once I got to Xbox and you could plug it into the controller. Oh, it was raps. And so are you frying people online too? The oh, way you're frying. Hell yeah, bro. I'm only toxic now, I swear to God, online. Yeah. Like I, I don't really be toxic to nobody like in person, but then like online, bro, I'm I'll be toxic sometimes. I can't lie. Especially if fools be trash on my team, like it be raps. Yeah. I'll be frying fools all day. That's so funny. You and so are you still a heavy gamer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you play mostly now? Bro, I'll take anybody's faded Ninja Storm. Yeah. I'll see anybody at 2K. I mean... Ninja Storm? Is that what you said? Yeah, I never Na- even heard of that. Naruto. Uh, oh, it's, okay. It's a Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. Like, the most popular, like, you oh, know, okay. console Naruto shit. And, bro, I'm nice as fuck at that yeah, shit. Okay. So there's that. And then, I mean, we be playing Rainbow. Shit, we be playing... Bro, I, I play a lot of shit, like... It just kind of cycles. I definitely play GTA still. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely still a game fiend. That was the main hobby as a kid then, which is Xbox, yeah? Like, Xbox until I got to PS4. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I got, I got to make that a, a clear you statement. Gotta, you got to specify I got, the I got to put this on record that I am not an Xbox nigga any longer. Yeah, but yeah. 360, I'm, everybody has a I have an Xbox One right now, or Xbox One X, and I'm definitely switching over to PS5 when it comes out. What websites did you grow up on? What was you surfing on the web? Were you, you're too young for MySpace. Definitely too young for MySpace. Yeah. I was right, bro, I came right after that. I swear to God, I'm still old. So what did you, what did you get? Playing. What did you get on? Like, what was uh, your first I mean, I social guess media? Facebook, yeah, Facebook. Because like, I remember, bro, I was tripping out. I, I was in North Carolina for a summer, and I found out about Facebook, and I was so lit, because it had already been existing. Yeah. But then I realized, oh, I can make one. And then once I made one, I saw my other friends, like on my football team and stuff like that, had Facebooks. So we would add each other. We like nine years with Facebook bro it was just crazy <laughs> fools talking shit like in Facebook then your parents could see it cause then that's why everybody got off Facebook cause then like everybody's on it as well yeah. yeah cause parents don't be on IG like that what age is it that you start skating then 14 at 14 and who puts you onto that um, honestly, I started doing a little bit of skating shit, like, like when I was younger and really realizing I liked it when I was like, like 11. Yeah. But then I think my boy, uh, Snot put me on when I was 14 and I like remember just skating in air forces or some stupid shit, like, yeah. and then just going on from there. Then I bought like my first pair of Vans and then started dressing fucking retarded. I hated that shit, bro. I cringe at that shit now. Mm. And then fucking. How so? What kind of. Just like cuffing your jeans and like cuffing sleeves on your shit and putting a keychain on your shit, like, and. My sleeves are cuffed right now. Oh, bro, I'm so embarrassed, nah, that's not bro. a cuff, bro. I'm nah. talking about like when you get a skate tee, like one of those rougher ones and yeah. you like get a nice thick. Cuff and you roll this shit up, and you have the vans and the white socks, and you have a fucking goofy ass keychain, and you like, like you're dressing like zoomies, kind of, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, Yeah. like trendy, like you know what I'm saying. And people still dress like that, and I'm not bashing nobody that does, but like, it just wasn't, I just wasn't pulling it off. So, does skating come to kind of like define your persona a bit? Like, were you like a skate dude that, and that kind of like, um, puts you onto a lot of the culture that you start consuming, probably changes the music that you're listening to. Uh, I, I had just got into hip hop right as soon as I got into skating. So those things literally met and then flowed from there. So I guess that's the, what was it before that? When you're a little ass kid, what embarrassing music did you listen to? It wasn't really embarrassing. Just mainstream shit. Like, you know, I'm a jit, like with a little fucking goofy ass Android. So I'm listening to some Pusha T and some, fucking you know probably some kendrick and some mercy mercy you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. that shit was popping back then but like eventually i found mf doom bro and then it yeah. was raps from there mf doom and skating happened at the same exact like That's same what two weeks what which mf doom project 
or was I'm, it just his like Spotify you know, channel? Oh hell no, nah. we was on some YouTube shit okay, straight, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like I know every MF Doom song, yeah. but I, what's crazy is I don't. Like nobody does because it's so much, right? There's a lot. Yeah. So I think like the first project, just because my boy wanted to like. It was either mm, food or like mad villain probably or something like that. Just, you know, because if I show somebody Doom, I want to show them the rawest joint. So I'm going to give them like mad villain or like a something like that. But, you know, we'd listen to everything. Like Then if you got into mm, food or mad villainy first, when you go back and listen to Operation Doomsday, his first one. Oh, I, I still like it. it. Fu- okay. Just because the instrumentation. Oh, you good. I you're keep good. hitting this shit. No, you're good. The instrumentation is so crazy. Like. And and the ideas were still crazy. It's just the audio quality. A lot of times his audio quality doesn't match or the mixing won't match. But I mean, I mean, yeah, that was some raw underground shit. Yeah, like I, that's I raw. was a young kid. I was young when that came out. Well, not even young. I was in college when that came out, and that shit was like a game changer. And yeah, it sounded Bro. like shit, but it was when like amazing that, shit, that it sounded like shit. I bet you when like people who knew who Zev Love X was like, yeah. and like, cause you know about that, right? Yeah, Zev of and everything, and like people who knew what that was at that time, which ended up being a lot of people, probably went into those record stores like Fools at the Bay and shit, like at a Amoeba or some shit like fucking picking up an Operation Doomsday vinyl and it says oh previously Zev Love X is yeah. now MF Doom right. like but he sounded crazy. completely different too it was mm-hmm. like when it was like when uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to Sean P Sean Price oh ever? yeah I mean you know what I, I see that full Afro talk a lot about Sean P and a lot of my my boys know him but I never ended up you know he's getting dope into his but disco. he used to be in um, Helter Skelter and he was uh, he sounded totally different and then when he kind of like went solo and reinvented his shit he came with a new flow and it was like it, it just Reminded me of that same type of shit with, oh, with like, yeah. like reinventing nah. yourself. It's a dope thing to be able to do. Yeah, no, I see like, bro, MF Doom is that dude. Bro. Yeah, he's amazing. Does that gateway you to other um, underground shit as well? Or are yeah. you just obsessed with yeah, doing for that? Sure. Was it? Yeah, like, all, who the, else? all the Earl shit. I mean, which is not really underground, you know. Yeah. It's like surface level underground, you know. But the people that were inspired by Doom, so like Joey Bad, you know. Like bro, everybody. I, I feel like I know everybody now. Like it's hard to name them off. No, real, of but, like, course I'm not. And I'm I, not asking for a list of influences. Yeah, but like bro, all the like even fools on SoundCloud that we were making music with during the same time. Because like I feel like I came into SoundCloud during like a different age of it. So like I came when it wasn't saturated and people were releasing tracks and it was real music on there. And like the fools that were in the circle right there that were producing and like collabing with other artists. That whole shit I kind of still keep up with. Who, who were people in that circle when you first got on there? Bro, it's this girl named Peyton. She's yeah. a Stone's Throw. Um, bro, she, uh, it was a, like, she's in a group called Milky Wave. It was them, and then, like, yo, my boy Overcast, he's a crazy producer. Yeah, we had Overcast on the show. When? Where? Um, a couple months ago. Oh, yeah, he came, he came out from yeah. the Bay. Yeah, yeah, he was out here right before the pandemic hit, man. Oh, yeah, bro. I, bro, Overcast is the first beat I ever stole on God. No shit. Bro, I saw his track on SoundCloud called, like, Chalupa or some shit, and it was like, bro, I, I still try to find it sometimes, and I can't find it because it's gone now, and, like, in the song I made to, it's gone. But, bro, I remember, like... I saw his shit on SoundCloud and just fucking finessed the fuck out of it. Yeah, he came through. He's dope as fuck. His, he had his a little re- flannel on? Are we talking? It's overcast. O v r k a s. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, he didn't have a red flannel on. Okay. No. Nah, I just wanted to know five. If it feels really that. Oh yeah. yeah. No, nah, but uh, but his record "Try Again" that came out this year is really great. Yeah, I don't know if you heard a it. A full record? Yeah, he put out an album this year. Oh no, nah, I'm definitely gonna peep it. Yeah, I've probably heard some shit, but he needs to post about it more probably. Yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, he's doing his thing. Um, how do you end up making your first song? My voice not. Um, Who put you on to skating? Skating, this music, like your rapping. Best friend. Yeah, yeah, like the OG friend. Like my boy Snot, he got me into um, like rapping because my dad and, and my mom had started a radio station already. So they had equipment just like this. Like not Max, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like desktops, like little mixers, uh, mic stands, mics, like stuff to get me started. A little, you know, the, the Personas, uh, what is it called? Little Scarlet? That's not Persona, it's the Scarlet. Like a sound card? The, nah, right. the, the interface. Oh, interface, yeah. Yeah, bro. So like, I don't know shit about audio equipment, low-key. I, <laughs> I know, but I we know have mics like this. Like yeah. Mics that are clearly not made to like make songs with. Yeah. Like They're for shit like this, yeah. but we had shit like this, and then we just made trash. Okay, so hold on. Why did your parents start a radio station? Well, that's, My mom, that's my mom just rare. wanted to do it, just because she's Hawaiian, and she like had that, you know, that reggae like influence, and my uncle was into that shit, so... 
they got into that. You say it so nonchalantly. I would be like, yo, man, my parents are fucking dope. They started a radio station. Let me tell you the story. I, I I don't even understand. Like, they did it out of the basement or what? Not, well, I mean, kind of, but, like, they were playing with a little bit of capital at the time, and it was like, you know, they just made an investment. Like, you know, they, they, got a, they were already working in the office. Like, my dad had an office. My mom had one. But then at that same office, they had, like, a fucking... Uh, another like suite I guess you call it That was like big You know they, they could do sound equipment with And we set up the Whole show shit And my dad would help Like running. And how far ranging Was the radio station Like how many it, uh, You know what's funny bro You know who Rome is From from Rome and Sublime Yeah I met up with him In Vegas Like a, oh I met up with him In Vegas a little bit ago And he like Remembered me Like not even from Like originally Like the D-Bang shit Just cause you know Like he knew my mom And my dad yeah. Just cause they like Had booked him Cause you know He's in that genre Sublime they probably booked them for shows and stuff like that. But yeah, we used to. So your parents book shows too? Yeah. No shit. So yeah. they promote shows around Phoenix? and it's, Not anymore. They, but they did. Yeah, they did. Because they tried to go to, through like a TV route and then they didn't want to do it anymore. And then they split up and then it was like yada yada. But yeah, they, they, it originally was like just straight radio. What was your mom doing? What was her office before she starts? She was doing like real estate shit and like a bunch of other millions of things. And so, okay, so your parents just kind of like have the independent hustle where they're like they have their own businesses, but they're always dabbling into other things. Definitely some go getters. So they're they're booking shows. You're kind of seeing that in the peripheral of how like booking shows works a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and do do people in Phoenix just eat up the reggae or what? Not as much as not as much as L.A. and you know the diverse places do, but Mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. Yeah, like to where it, it's reggae festivals and stuff like that, and they they exist, but it's not on the same tier of like a, you know. That's really dope that your parents were doing that. So when you start making music, are they stoked on it? Like, oh shit, like our. Influence. Oh no, I did it in secret. Oh okay, the whole time. So you just start bootlegging on their equipment, basically, yep. and like. Bro, listen, I had this shit in my room, like a setup, set up, and they still didn't know, mm. like, to because I they just thought like I wasn't using it. And I was just there And eventually It was this one time Like my dad Like he was gonna sell it And give it away But then I had to like Find a way to keep it While not letting him know What I needed it for And eventually I think I just got his mind On some other shit And he didn't even sell it uh, What does it look like When you and Snot First start making music It's going on SoundCloud Or YouTube yeah, And looking SoundCloud. for beats And just mm-hmm. jacking them And then putting Stealing them. beats from YouTube Putting them on SoundCloud Do you gain a following Quickly or no? no it yeah. happened very slowly Like I, imagine like How long a year is For a kid of like Releasing and doing shit So that felt like a really long time for me like 14 to 15 i'm releasing shit oh you know what i remember because i was that full grinding really trying to get people to listen to my shit even as a kid because like i was I, I was recognizing real fast that like bro the fools that are even making music are not fucking with me like even at this age i may not have the equipment or the know-how to make it come out right and all that yet but like bro i was writing shit that was way better than shit that i was hearing on soundcloud so i mean I just did shit like that, and then I remember like I always get fools to listen to my shit and try to like get them to check out my SoundCloud. Before that was like a, a super big thing. Like I was younger doing that shit, and then did you put yourself on some sort of schedule where it's like okay, I need to release once a week? No, or I need, no, hell no, it was just whenever whenever yeah. the creativity came. Hell yeah, like bro, that releasing once a week shit is dead. It just came in bursts, probably like it's just random. I couldn't even remember, bro. Especially all the weed I smoked up to this point, like I cannot remember, like. Maybe like For the first year Like 10 songs Or something like that And then like Just scattering them out So I may do one song And then another song In the same day And then right. just upload them both All at the same time Yeah like, so you didn't you, you weren't like It wasn't cynical Like you didn't have a plan It wasn't like I was just tripping That 40 people Had even listened And yeah. played the shit Like my first song I was like damn I wonder where these 40 people came from Not knowing about like Algorithms And the fact that like I thought like whoa what When you were uploading To SoundCloud Then what You were taking it to Instagram And yeah, putting just it on IG, Facebook But or? I had no follow Followers. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was really on some Shrey Raw shit. And yeah. then eventually, bro, like, it just happened through my high school originally. That's why, like, when I come back to AZ, it's insane, bro. Because really? I really built that local shit. But in a different way, like, fools out in that out in my state, like, they just do it different now. I just, to me, it was all internet. Like, not to me, but it was for me all, like, internet. I never had to do, like, you know, shows. Like, I wasn't even doing shows. Think about that. Like, I never did one Arizona show back then, like, ever. I wasn't even old. Until I was, like, 16, like, about to turn 17 and shit. What does that look like, spreading the word through your high school at that time? Are you just texting people links? Honestly, I don't even know how I got this kind of courage, but I remember, like, the seniors, bro, I was showing my shit to older classmen, like, not knowing what they would say, like, a real freshman, bro. Imagine an ugly-ass little real freshman, like, a real little freshman. Yeah. Like, I'm not 
no big height, like like taller, like how I, how I am now. Like I was way shorter. Like, and I'm showing these niggas my SoundCloud, and they're like, some of them will fuck with it. Just like, what, like handing them your phone with headphones or something? Yeah, like just yeah. getting them to listen. Like, bro, listen to this shit. And it was always funny. Like I remember the ones at least I tried to show them were like more of the funny ones, and then they could kind of get to the other shit. Just because I was on that, like that's just where my mind was at. I was really thinking about like thick niggas and anime titties. Like that name yeah. just came to me. Like it's just random shit like that. It was I was just doing that, and then eventually I guess just one of them like just got hella plays. Yeah. So is that the first one that takes off? No, actually, because bro, that's what I'm saying. People don't even know that. Like I don't know. Yeah. Bro, people don't even know that. Like there was a song I had. <laughs> Called booty eating toe sucker, bro, and that <laughs> shit, yo, like the original thick, the original thick niggas in anime titties, bro, like the first stupid dumbass title, bro. And it was like booty eating one on one, booty eating toe sucker, like I was coming out with that shit, and then so bro, you're you're like writing childish, funny raps, like immature, really shit. like, but it, I'm putting it, them over it, '90s beats though. That's the thing, I'm right. putting them over it like almost, boom it, back it, shit. It reminds me of like things you would see written on a bathroom wall, but but rhythmically, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that one catches on the booty eating like, toe got, sucker. That was like the first one I ever had hit like a hundred k. So mind you, like I'm a fourteen, fifteen with a hundred thousand plays. I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? Like, am I famous? Like, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, and then I remember like another one I had called "Fuck It Up" hit a bunch of fucking plays, and then eventually "Thick" came out. "Thick" didn't even blow for like a minute, but I think like sometime like November, twenty seventeen, bro, like. Somewhere around there, like you're, just, and you're still what a junior or something or a sophomore when that hits. Um, what, how old yeah, are you? Sophomore, fifteen. Yeah. You're fifteen when you made it. Yeah, like and, when I when I made the song. And so it doesn't gain traction instantly. It's like sits there for a while, and then something yeah. must have happened. Like there must yeah, have been. Yeah, it, it just got put on Reddit. Literally, like yeah, put on Reddit. Then got put on. Dumbass meme pages Like There's not many meme pages anymore Like There's really not Like I recognize that now Like there may be But they're just like Either too edgy to be funny Or just like And they get deleted all the time Or like It's just not like How it was bro Back then Even just this span of a couple years ago There was like Meme pages Like That were getting hundreds of Thousands of millions of views Like Just on the Like on IG Like And they were just And I was getting My videos viewed By like hundreds of Thousands of people Like And then don't even talk about TikTok Like like, that thick being one of the most, like, one of the original fucking TikTok viral songs, like, before you could even distribute to that shit. Like, bro, so that 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 whole combination, like, is, is really what kind of kept it flowing. Yeah, see, I'm too old to, like, give a fuck slash understand TikTok whatsoever. Exactly. Like, I get it. Like, I know things go viral on there and people fucking make dance videos, et cetera, et cetera. Or, like, when a song um, gets hot, everybody makes a video to it. Yeah. So if yours is one of the original songs to do that, like, A, were you on that platform nope. and you got it? Or Okay, so that answers that. Uh, but, like, <laughs> how did you find out that it was going viral on TikTok? Bro. I still can't even wrap my mind around how many videos there are, how many views there are, how many likes. Like, bro, there are random ass girls. Cause the like random ass little model girls that everybody finds attractive that aren't really that attractive, but have like a super dumb ass following that have like millions of views. Like when Charlie did that shit, I was like, bro, oh, I didn't know. I don't did. even know who that was, yeah. and it was just like I, that's the only TikTok person that I know is be, because she's like just viral every biggest. fucking day, yeah. right? But uh, so I didn't realize like she danced to that. That's huge, yeah. Yeah, I think she did two different. Videos to that one, and wow. then and then she, which got dumbass mills. That was later on though. That's like more recently, but earlier on, there was just like hella ass like girls like around my age. I just like, want to contextualize it for people listening now who might not be familiar with you. The song that you're talking about, which with a title that I can't really say, Thick niggas and anime there titties. You go. That one. I mean, we're talking on Spotify. It has like almost a hundred million yeah. listens. Like it has something like 70, 70 plus I think like million. 80, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, and that's just Spotify. So that means. That it's got to be doing the same type of numbers on iTunes and Tidal and and whatever. And so on TikTok is like where it took off. Huge. No, see, or but no, because it took off before TikTok even existed when oh, okay. there was still Musically, bro. And like, oh, back when it was Musically, yo, like it wasn't even so thick. Thick, especially because we're talking like 2017. Like there was no TikTok in 2017. I beats the fuck out of me. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like that shit came later, and it may be late 2017, or, but definitely got pop in 2018. Yeah. But I just remember somehow my song got on there. I couldn't even get the ownership for it. Like I couldn't. Why I don't think you could monetize back then. Oh, okay. So what do you mean you couldn't get the ownership? I couldn't. For it? Or, or no, I had my song was good. I had okay. that all covered. Like, bro, I'm not gonna lie. Me and the universe are friends, bro. The universe be fucking with me. If they he made that process of getting that beat and the rights to that very simple for me. 
So just because that was a Cash Money APB, so he could have really like fried my shit and been like, bro, like. So you were able to clear it. Yeah. Oh wow, that's tight. Yeah, just on some like on some ugly guy shit, like ugly guy. How he? If you've ever seen an ugly guy interview, he talks about how he had to like clear his shit, and yeah. I just remember like doing a little stupid shit like that. Do you look at ugly god as like a close sort of uprising to yours? You know, or not? Yeah, not uprising, yeah. But it directly relates to mine. Yeah. I mean, like. Ugly guy was our shit, bro. Like it was 2016, so I wasn't even rapping yet. Are we? No, I'm tripping. Cause I started rapping 2014. Yeah, we were rapping. But I remember Ugly Guy came out, bro. He heavily influenced that shit, obviously, cause everybody's like, D Bang's that Ugly Guy needs to collab. Like, bro, I be having FaceTime calls with this fool sometimes, and I'll just be like, bro, like we need to make a song, and we just be laughing about it, cause like I don't know, bro. Like I just like I don't initiate shit. He doesn't initiate shit, and it's like that with a bunch of artists. It's just like you know, niggas be lazy sometimes, but shit, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Man, I interviewed um, Ugly God back in 2016, not not on one of these, but just like on some written interview shit. And I have this, fo- I took a photo of him where I swear to God, it's like the most used photo of him now. Where if I would have got a damn dollar for every oh, time somebody wow. used it, I would be a millionaire. On at this some Shepard Fairy shit. Yeah, well, just, yeah, on some like every time somebody makes a flyer of him or yep. whatever, it's like everywhere. Uh, but anyway, yeah, shout out Ugly God. Uh, that's dope. 2016, that's when he, that we were in high school, he yeah. was fucking popping. Yeah. I remember. That was it. Face City Booty Toes, everything. All those songs were hits, bro. People don't even understand like the the, the range of like what that brings to the pockets. Like just because he well, has so and, many, right? Like, and people my age, like here's the thing: is I would say probably. 85% of people my age probably aren't even familiar with who the fuck Ugly God right. is and like the whole concept of meme rapping in general is, it's is a like they thing. don't understand that shit or, or like it's just lost on them it's to make you feel like yo alright I just listened to 85 uh, mainstream records today I can at least laugh one time like right. Fuck with me Like fuck with me one time That's what it was From the start though too Just to throw people off Like everybody just You know what I'm saying I've been recognized The sheep So it's like Even it kind of Relates to music Like bro like Where's the different shit Where's the crazy shit Like and that, Eminem brought that shit too The skill mixed with the funny Like for sure He was probably the first one Either him or Lil B. Do you ever feel like, oh, I don't want to get typecast as a meme rapper? Oh, bro, like, because honestly, the the term meme rap is even, like, kind of dead now, so I, I never yeah. even really... It's as simple as, bro, I'm going to go in this studio, I'm going to make something, I'm going to release it, and people can call it and deem it and genre it, whatever they want. As long as you play it, I don't care. Like, y'all could call it fucking dog shit rap, and it would still be fucking dope to me, because it's like, as long as y'all fuck with it, because people respect the craft, you know what I'm saying, especially after Last Claim came out and, like, more lyrical records full projects of like shit where I'm like all right yeah. uh, there's like some real shit to spit like and there's some shit in here even like with the collabs and shit I could do with other artists and shit was just a cool little shit to show pretty much yeah so take me back to um 2017 again when that song is blowing up how does your life change um you're still living at home I'm sure because you're in high school yeah no I was definitely staying at home my mom and dad were going through hella shit at that time, so they're about to split up, like, unknowingly, like, to me. They're going to split up soon, but that's around that time when I, like, you know, obviously skating, and then, like, yeah, I was at home. I was at the crib. A lot of your uh, lyrical content is sexually vulgar, I would say. W- was Did any of that come from experience at that time, or were you just kind of, like, writing about what you had Bro, witnessed? Like, no, did, were you no, good like, with the ladies? It, no, fuck no. Yeah. Especially not especially not during the time I was making it, yeah, bro. Hell right. no. Nah. I feel like maybe I could talk to a female now at this point, like, in maybe the past, like, year or so, but nah. Like, so you had no game? No, fuck no. That's so funny. Hell no. Nah. I mean, like... It was like I, I did but yet I didn't But definitely not When I was younger Like fuck no When I was younger bro I was just being It was just edgy Like bro It was other niggas edgy Like It's like when you take a baby Like a baby is like An open fucking sheet Like you have to write it Like you create the environment for, I'm literally just Saying shit I see Y'all got like Disney agendas Fucking up my whole mind On TV Y'all over sexualizing Hella crazy shit All over the place It's like No fucking dumb I'm gonna spit some edgy shit Sometimes mm-hmm. And then like Especially cause it's so Fucking hilarious The way I was doing it On some of those songs Like Cause it would be like Slow ass beats And I'd just be like Bro It takes me back What I was getting at is After that song starts Catching on Do girls start taking More notice of you In school Like you become Mr. Yeah. Popular Yeah but like Like yeah But I mean I still made sure To act weird enough To where like bro I was weird as fuck And I was even acting Like I was genuinely weird Like not even on some Like gross weird But like I was like That nigga that would Definitely like Like a mixture of jokes Skateboarding And just like I don't know Just being light and bright bro Like I just never was A, a, a downer ass dude 
When you say you were being weird, though, or that you were gen genuinely weird, I mean, what are you what are you protecting yourself from, bro? Why are you trying to scare people off? Oh, no, it's not that I was scaring people or, like, trying to be annoying and shit, but it was more like, like... Like, bro, I just can't have y'all thinking I'm some, like, rapper persona. And I've been, uh, like, it's been like that for mad long. Like, bro, I remember people in my high school genuinely treating me like I'm a fucking, like, star, like, for nothing. Yeah. Like, and I mean, like, back when there was, like, maybe a million on, on a song. And then just, like, it was just, like, there's no way, bro. So I just had to make sure to stay in that pocket, like, bro. Whoever wasn't fucking with me before, like, please continue to not fuck with me. Yeah. Like, bro. So at what point do the label hawks start circling and and diving in and going like hey what what is it what are your future plans i think like 20 2018 2017 or no, more like 2018 because i was getting questions and shit after like they really noticed like but but now i think more recently in the past two years it was like okay like it was really something like this, he hasn't put a dollar into the song, like, and yeah. it's everywhere, like, and it's like. At what point do they start calling, like, how, like how many millions of plays before the labels are like, hey, can we fly you out to L.A.? Do you want to come have a yo, meeting? Yo, I remember March 22nd, yeah. which is a transitional period also, mind you, a transitional period in, in a season. I get a call. You know, actually, it was an email. I, I had got emailed by, like, Def Jam and Capital, like, around the same time. Like, no, first it was Def Jam. And, dude, this was, like, the coolest experience of my life to this day. Like, still skater-ass dude, mind you, at the skate park every day. Email me saying, we want to fly you out to New York. So I went to New York first before anywhere. So I went to NY, had my experience out there with my first little manager. You know what I'm saying? That hired, like, around that time, once I realized shit was getting serious, quote-unquote. Like, <laughs> How did you meet that manager? He, Just like I, one of your homies? I think he had reached out to me. Yeah, yeah he had reached out to me. Uh, oh, damn, bro. I wish my memory was better, but like... I forgot exactly how we met, but eventually we got close. Like, we, we had pretty much just, like, on some stupid shit, just hurry up and done a deal and then yeah. built the relationship afterwards. Yeah. But just because I was young, you know, just... I, I, it was so like it wasn't even notarized so it wasn't even like a real contract of but course. you know I had my little manager and shit out there with me shout out Avi I still love this nigga to this day and this nigga like bro we were up there and I just it was cool bro New York was dope Def Jam would talk to me they they fucked with the music bro I had a, but I only had like a couple songs at that time like I wasn't like focused I still had this type of equipment yeah. I didn't have no engineer like this is nothing like I'm just showing y'all what I can do for my bedroom and they were fucking with it they were rocking with it I think we had already made last claim at that time so like bro that one was the only song I ever had mixed so when they heard that they were like yo this shit is a smash and what's crazy is I never thought it was gonna be as big as a smash as they said it would be like it really did end up being like a uh -huh. big ass song like a, a not culturally, but like can't careerly impacting song, like yeah. just on some crazy shit. So yeah, they they fucked with the music. Um, we didn't end up doing anything with them. You got to experience all the like kind of whining and dining, even though you're not drinking yeah. wine. Obviously, Hell yeah. like, oh no, I, was, like, I, I sipped a little bit. Like yeah. I remember, there's a video. <laughs> you don't got a dry stash, there, bro. There was a <laughs> dry stash. <laughs> there was a video of a, um of me hitting like or drinking like sipping out of a Modelo can and just screaming out of a fucking window. Like, and I just think about it now. Like I would never do some shit like that. Like if I was going up to New York meeting with TuneCore, their fucking shit, and I'm just like young as fuck, and I'm like I'm about to, I may be about to represent this company, and yeah. I'm over here like doing some retarded shit like underage drinking on social media like right, right. like thinking back on it, it's just retarded but bro we i did that but yeah dude there were like 400 henny bottles at the at the at the hudson bro in Times square like and dude, it just got charged to the room so like wow. fake ids and shit it was all lit bro <laughs> does sort of a bidding war start like uh, you say multiple labels not hit as you big up, as i thought it was gonna end yeah. up being but like yeah and plus, my content was always sketchy because, like, I never, I really wasn't, I didn't have, like, a real manager that was having me do real shit or, like, right. even real ideas. Like, I'm literally just a high school-ass little nigga. Like, just, it just so happened that there's tracks online that y'all like. Right. But eventually, but, yeah, I mean, that's I did. how some of the biggest acts in history have started at yeah. this point. You know what I mean? It's just somebody in high school that was doing stuff. And then, and then you let everybody sort it out afterwards. I think afterwards. that's how Playboy Cardi started. You know what I mean? That's Soldier Boy, like, all that. Bro, so, for real. Yeah. You could tell, yeah, because Soldier Boy was super young he when was he young started. He was young as fuck, bro. I mean, Chief Keef was like yeah, 15 when he changed the game. You know oh, what I'm saying? So like, love souls. Yeah, <laughs> Damn, yeah. he was a jit. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, were there multiple offers on the table and what, what yeah. ended up happening? I ended up not like taking any. I just waited. And then eventually, like this was more recently, it was like Empire. Um, we started talking to and then like TuneCore and then eventually signed with TuneCore. People fly you out to L.A. as well. Oh. Did you like L.A. better than New York off top or what? Bro, see, all right, here's, uh, you know what? 
I'm going to say, yeah, just because L.A., bro, I was literally driving through Pasadena. Like, imagine that feeling of really, like, I was going through, like, Pasadena. We were in West Hollywood, like, all in those goofy-ass little areas that people like nowadays. Or, I mean, they always have, like, you know, the trendy areas. So we were right there by the low hotel, actually, where Young Dolph had got shot at by that mm-hmm. shoe palace. Mm-hmm. And we were staying right there. I saw, like, dude, we saw Rich Homie Quan right there just, like, sitting there. And I was like, yo, we were walking by this fool, and we were like, yo, is that Rich Homie Quan? Like, after we passed by him, we were like, yeah, but, like, you know, we're not, like, fans of the fool. We're not going to turn around and try to go dab him. But then we saw, like, he did an interview in L.A., and then, like, he had the he had the same, same outfit yeah, yeah I was like oh shit that's dope yeah. saw him saw my first people do blow like strippers like it was Joe bro <laughs> LA that's what I'm saying LA was just a little bit more wild bro LA just felt more like home than New York or what like what made you choose to move out to LA rather than LA is closer I grew up in Phoenix I already get west side culture like cause Phoenix is super west side especially with the the minorities and shit so I mean we still like actually Arizona most Arizona be talking with like a, a Cali twang sometimes so like yeah, I, I already know how that is. I know, like, what people like out here, you know, how to communicate with them yeah. instead of being in a fucking dog shit New York. And it's, like, hella people, and it's just, like, no, nah, I just couldn't do it. Plus the cold. How long is it until you move out to L.A.? Uh, I moved out as soon as I turned 18. That was it. Did you graduate high school, or did you— Oh, no, I had got my GED, like, when I was, like— I think either 16, 17. So you quit high school. That wasn't your shit. Yeah. Once, especially because you know what? My, my parents had got split up and then I was, and I was just with my dad and I was just like, yo, we're Yeah, right. talk to me about that. When your parents split, was it a surprise to you? No. No, you knew it was coming? Yeah, and I was glad it, it, I was glad it happened, bro, because transitions are good. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't meant to be. And like, you know, that's, you know, that another conversation. That's the failure of, uh, not polyamory, but uh, what would it be? Monogamy? Yeah, sure. It, like, you know, the single relationship, yeah, yeah. you know, the Western relationship relationship is like you know that's a it's, it's a certain culture and it's a way that they try to you know blend their cultures while like fitting into a western societal marriage and now looking back on it it's just you know you can have that you can have a monogamous relationship you know because polyamory is it's not for everybody and shit like that but you know it's just like the way they were going about things was just not health healthful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you want to do it like that, you need to, like, be healthy, bro. Like, we weren't even eating good mm-hmm. down to the point where, like, you know how, like, food directly relates to the, you know, your brain, your attitude, your, you know what I'm saying, your mental state down to the, your fucking soul. So it's like you can't even be yourself and step out of your ego and learn to do that if one no one's taught you you didn't grow up in a society that was like that and so like i just be peeping all that shit and just combining those two two people right there like after they were like you know 28 29 like already grown they have like set in stone ways about them then they meet so that needs to be a true match i feel like at that age i feel like like y'all gotta like really you know what i'm saying because y'all have already solidified and hopefully strengthened yourselves at that time to where you have set in stone habits so you know not everybody's just gonna mix but they were together for like 20 years or some shit like that mm, that's a good run yeah no it's definitely a good run but that's what i'm saying it's a good run but like bro it is forever like it's forever really like it's not all the time you know what i'm saying true like it's definitely possible yeah. and that's dope if that happens fuck yeah like that's life but shit it just not it's not for everybody nah for sure but it didn't really like weigh heavy on your shoulders fuck when your no. parents split you were, ha- you were happy for as them. hell yeah bro because why'd you like, choose to go with your dad instead of your mom it wasn't because, like, I really was like my mom was moving out because my dad was the main provider at that uh, time. So my mom had left, and then um, it was just me and my dad. And then, bro, it was all cool after that. Yeah, that's cool. All, all cool. Then, like, once music started coming in, I started helping with, like, bills and shit like that. Then I, like, started, I was the bills. And then, like, oh, yeah. dude, now it's just to the point where I just provide, bro, and it's, like, it's dope as fuck. But that's, that's, how, it, that's how it all kind of, like, meshed. So that's how, I, as soon as I turned 18, bro, I fucking ditched. I, I, was, I dashed and went out to, I came here. No shit. You move out here by yourself or with Snot? Who do you move out here with? Uh, I moved out here technically with my boy, Jay Norm. He moved out here because I was scoping out shit out here already and like a place to stay at. And I had relationships. My manager that I already had at the time was living out here. So I had shit, up, uh, shit set up for me already. And then I just kind of came into a system and then built a kind of semi-system for myself. When you move out here... I, I don't know. Like I, I picture having this huge hit like that with with so many hundreds of millions of views, and like moving out here on some like hype house shit where you've got like some fucking mini mansion in the hills nah, or something. Hell are you nah. just leading a more kind of like normal down to earth life? I was, I was life making, I was, I was making good money, bro. When I moved out here, I mean, I still am, but like, it, like I was already making like good money, like when I came out here, and then it was like I was able to get in a spot, but I never did stupid shit. Like I never was like. 
a hype house person. Like I would never do some shit like that. I just was, I had my own spot. My just own, you and the homies. Like her homies. Yeah, the homie. I was yeah. like he didn't live with me, but he came out here at the same time. But you know, I did have a couple of homies that stayed, and then just seeing LA, experiencing the streets, getting to know where I was at. Like it was just me, the trees, and the trees, bro. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and how has your creative process changed over time? It's just gotten more refined, more like organized, more directional, more confident, like more just like I see what it is. I know what it is before we kind of even start writing. And before, as soon as we hear the beat, we know exactly where it's going to go. And it's kind of just like I'm like a like a portrait painter almost. Yeah, we'll right. try to be. That's the the, the role. Is life centered around making music now or do you live life and music comes when it comes? I, I, it's a balance because we still work a lot and we do everything, you know what I'm saying, that needs to be done just so, you know, like, you know, we keep we keep things moving. And then because it's not just, you know, creating music. I still have to content create, do yeah. interviews, podcasts, everything, everything music needs to get videos. done. So it's yeah, like, it's a lot. yeah, no, we definitely and I love doing this. It's, it's super fun. But it's like now at this point in my life, it's more so I just focus on a lot of other things now, too, because. Life is so expensive beyond music that it's like, you know, it's not the only thing. It's a dope thing, and I love music. I really appreciate it. And it's just, I've just, getting into more studies and shit, like, imagine if I were to just, like, be doing music, but I was in law school, and I'm just on some other shit for the time being. But it's like I'm still making music and having what I'm learning reflecting the music. Right, right. Yeah, I often wonder that about the modern landscape. If an artist your age tends to feel more like they have to be a social media manager than a musician in a sense. Do you feel that? Yes, exactly. That's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, literally that's exactly how it feels because it's not just, it's just the the system that you fit into now. You just, that's just how it is. Do you feel like uh, part of your daily schedule or your job is to like get these posts off? You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Yeah. How, but I mean, it's it's because I post a lot already like on some like, mostly in my stories because I know the people that actually give a fuck are going to watch the stories. So I'll put a lot of the like daily like inspirational shit or like the 1111s, the 333s on the stories and like just like everything, bro. We talk about like semen retention, like astral projection, like just shit like that up you there. You say semen retention? Mm -hmm. What is that? Semen retention, it's like the key to, like, everything. Are we talking about, like, not jerking off? Yeah. Wow. Not jerking off and no sex? Really? Well, I mean, you you can still have sex and, and um, reach an orgasm without having to lose your seed, though. Wow. So uh, I did not know that. No, yeah, it definitely takes training. I'm still working my way to it every day, but that's been, like, a huge goal for me. Just because I had a problem with that before where I was, like, you know, like, fapping pretty much too much. And it's, like, on some, like, teenage boy shit. And then once I realized how fucking backwards I was doing things, like, bro, I just, like, just flipped everything. Health and, like... Bro, because semen retention is the key. Like, if this is semen retention, that opens the path to astral projection, opens the path to, you know what I'm saying, past life regression, opens the path to chakra opening, like, that flow, that feeling, uh -huh. you being you, being able to easily tap out of your ego and into the higher self because it'll always be there helping you understand like just everything bro like focus, clarity, like, to where I'm even using English words to try to like get like not to get you to understand, like, to relate, like, what I'm trying to say, but I'm saying something spiritually fucking divine in an English word, so it'll never come off right. I got But you. this shit is everything, like... How did you find out about this? Bro, like, my friends, like, my friends put me onto it heavy. They were the ones that first taught me about the, like... Dude, the retaining of the seed is so important because for men, that's our power source. And it's crazy because I just trip out now. Like, like I just live life different, a little different now. Like, I just trip out and sit like, bro, like, I'm really in the universe right now. Like, I'm really here. Like, there's probably hella shit for me to see. Like, Some old study has shown that men only have a certain amount of ejaculations and that's yeah. it. And then, you're, yeah. then you die. <laughs> bro, like, men, men, like... There's, you're supposed to imagine it like a million dollars. Like if you get granted a million dollars when you're born, you can, you know, when you're young, you can spend a lot of it and then save later or you could, you know, spend it all or you could, you know, because it's you can still build, you know what I'm saying? You, there's always that repair, but eventually there is no repair and, you, you know, that's still your life. Like you need your life, bro. That's your life source. What, um... What are the, like, text sources that you're reading about this kind of stuff? I've, um, I've never heard of that. I mean, I've heard, honestly, like, boxing bro, look, trainers I'm tell, tell you, their boxers not to fucking, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Because yeah. I, I, like, I like martial arts and stuff like that, too. I, I do, like, some training myself. And fuck yeah, bro. The, the difference between, like, my friends always joke around, being on day one versus being on day fucking three, four, five is a fucking night and day difference. And when you take the conscious step and really realize, you truly notice, like, whoa, it's beyond just... 
Bro, it just like oh my god! It's I want to say it's funny that you were like day three, four, five. I thought you were gonna say like three hundred and something. Oh no! But because because my that's shit crazier. is crazier. That's what I'm saying, homie. I'm 39. Like at a certain point, the testosterone levels lower a little bit. Yeah. And you don't think about jerking off as quite as much mm-hmm. as you used yeah, to. You feel for me? sure. And so I'm like, I'm hearing that now. I'm sure as a 19 year old, that would have blown my mind. Like, oh damn, this he's spinning. And <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh, it's four days. That's easy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but like, bro, like even even say if you like say because the problem is with my generation is we fap too fucking much sure. like y'all may have not done that like as much you sure. know I still mean, maybe on a more natural a, level every no gen- internet porn. every generation thinks they invented the blowjob and every generation thinks that they're the first one going through a civil rights movie no, but you know it's what I'm more saying? toxic but what on I'm our saying level. is I think my generation did just as much jerking off I'm sure I, maybe here's the thing it's we just less toxic we, 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 yeah we didn't have access to the amount of porn Bro, as such and an the easy types thing. and yeah. like the even down to the level of what they show us on TV, we're watching children's shows like that have fucked up shit in it. Sure, like, sure. Like, to, and just normalizing sure. us to shit that we see like YouTube. Well, that fucking everywhere. that one guy that was like the Nickelodeon's top producer, he was like actually a chimo the whole time. And oh when yeah, you watch Schneider. Yeah, and yeah. so when you when you watch the fucking shows, they're all like super sexualized with like mm-hmm. mad feet shots and shit. Even all the behind the scenes footage, I was just watching catching up on a whole bunch of him too. Yeah, he's just one of those Jeffrey Epstein fools. Man, creepy motherfucker it's crazy because i grew up watching him on a tv show he was on a tv show called head yeah, of the class exactly uh, yeah he was like 80s. a little fat kid yeah, yeah back in the 80s and and yeah anyway are you an addictive personality do you go for extremes that's what it sounds not, like not well me maybe in like for like higher vibrative stuff like stuff that i really like and stuff that intrigues me but no nah, not on like a not on a sexual tip yeah uh just well because you know that whole like setting rules for yourself and setting these boundaries and see it's and not even a rule like, and ba- it's more like a I, I I was alright it's another thing too besides just the old practices I was very overweight yeah. so I was living without power I had the combine of living with a bunch of weight carrying it around with no semen to help me do it so like just those combinations and then once you come completely out of it and you 180 everything and you at least try you said it it's once like, you come completely on god <laughs> once you come through you get it no uh Semen retention is the thing that helped you kind of like see the rest of everything clearly or what? I saw a lot of shit and understood a lot of shit from my pops, like about a lot of shit, but I didn't truly grasp it until maybe or or like I just think that's one of the craziest because I think there's just crazy things that we have to come to realize a bunch of crazy shit I have yet to know. But the little tiny fucking crazy things I do know are like crazy to me to the point where I don't mind that they blow my mind. Like, like, bro, like semen retention is a weird topic, especially like when you're talking about it. But it's like it's such a crazy fucking thing and it unlocks like a pathway like and bro, just like imagine like you, there's a way you can feel like a virgin again almost like throughout your life as a man I guess I forgot who was talking about it my guy Shaka was talking about it, a super dude like good holistic dude and he was talking about like not having sex I haven't had sex in like six seven years or some shit and this nigga said I feel like a like a virgin bro like and he said I just feel like pure I, I just don't feel and throughout the whole time like I don't know what his ex- exact you know semen retention habits are while not having sex but there are ways to you know what I'm saying cultivate that female sexual energy within yourself because you are man and female. We all are man and female. We have both sides in us. So you can cultivate a, fe- a feminine sexual energy to help your body flow as if you were with a woman. It just takes like different practices. Mm-hmm. So when you ask about the text, like there's a book called Taoists of Love. Mm-hmm. There's the, the group of people called the Taoists in China. Uh, uh, you know, like Shaolin type, meditative type, super energy chi gathering type, you know, that teach about the chakras, proper male sexual habits, female, how to like cultivate female sexual energy and how female have sexual energy that they can lose and gain too. It's just that it doesn't show so clearly as it does with the males and just how like, bro, like how they, they teach like how after like day six of like your semen retention as like you know any it doesn't matter you give off a certain type of you know you know about pheromones and shit obviously mm-hmm. like you as a man you give off that way stronger your aura cause you have an aura about you like there's a real unseen aura there's a color to us also like mm-hmm. we burn something and it's an aura around us and it's like yo we can strengthen our aura with that it makes me wonder 
hearing the duality, I guess, of the things that you think about versus the things that you rap about, right? Because yeah. I, I think, like, the raps that I pick up on or that I've heard, are they all kind of lean towards, like, sexual immaturity and, and kind of, like, ha-ha, hee-hee, uh, fucking, you know, boobs and feets and, yeah. and you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's, like, vulgarity, really. Yeah. But you're also, like, a supremely talented linguist and, and, and rapper. Like, you're really great at it. So I wonder, like... Is there going? Do you think there's going to be a point where the um, the spirituality and thinking kind of intermeshes with the raps? Yeah, I mean that's see, but I've seen so many ways and how it's been done in such a corny way before. It, it, it can be very fucking corny. That's yeah, the issue. And yeah. see, but but look who does it good though: Kanye, Kendrick. Um, I mean, I mean, Kanye in a, in a way, extent. in a way, yeah, you know what I mean, like <laughs> to, to an extent, extent where they can push, they can push that higher vibrative in a way. Yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody else who's really fucking smart, like. Black Thought, bro, yeah, Black sure. Thought is amazing at that sure. shit. He is the fucking divine creator of the divine lyric. Like, bro, that nigga, like, just hella fools. Even a lot of fools from Wu-Tang, you know, eventually yeah. later on got into that shit. So, yeah. bro, they, Rock Mars, they're all like, bro, these oh, fools are all Rock like Marcia. vegetable juicer, like almost vegan type fools yeah, that are yeah. like, you know, they know about a lot of that shit too. Like the 36 Chambers, bro, like just hella shit. Huh. But those are my, those are like the idols, really. Yeah. Them, I guess. Well, how do you listen to all this old people rap? You listen to the same rap yeah. I listen to. I got YouTube Red. Oh, that's all it is? I got everything. Yeah, yeah. I got every track in the world right yeah. in my hand. Like, it's just the, you know, like, I won't be corny and say, like, I'm an old soul, but like, I'm an old soul, bro. Like, I don't really. You listen to old rap more than new rap? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's good new rap, though, that I peep and that I listen to. And especially, like, funny shit. Like, when Drake does the British voice shit, I will play that shit nonstop, bro. Bump that shit, like, all through LA. Or, like, people, my homies, I fuck with and shit, too. So what's next? I know you have an EP coming out like next week, huh? Or yeah. this week? Uh, when this comes out, it'll be this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the listening party's Wednesday, and then um, it drops on the 11th. How does this EP differ from things you put out in the past? Uh, this one is definitely the production just keeps getting higher and higher. More because I've had like about three, maybe three and a half, if you count like older stuff like. Projects on some straight boom bap shit. This one's more like intense, but it's also more of a vibe. Tell the story, but it's very cohesive. Like the most cohesive thing I've probably created. Who are the producers you're working with? Um, my producer Replay is like my main producer. Okay. I've been sticking with. Dude, yeah. I love this fool. He's like super nice. What What's the rollout look like during COVID? Is it like just videos you don't get to play shows obviously so like you guys have a bunch of videos that you've made and stuff to try and yeah like we have video content coming out like different you know obviously interviews and stuff like that are still happening and just pretty much what everybody else is doing what we can like whatever what is what is being allowed by uh to us yeah right well yeah man what's the ep called uh been a long time been a long time how many songs six seven eight S- Oh my god Do I not know Five Five okay that cool That would be terrible Because they usually all Like all my EPs Usually have like six songs Yeah right Like even the last project I had six songs But yeah this one's five Nice Well it certainly is An interesting journey It's a totally like It's mind boggling The way the internet works uh, For someone my age uh, Watching someone Your age Blow the fuck up like that <laughs> um, So congrats On all your successes you, So far Thank I look you. forward to watching More in the future That said Tell the people Where they can find you online Yo Y'all can find me At dborgis On Instagram I don't Spell use, it I, I kinda got Facebook Don't kinda use Facebook yeah, Kinda got Facebook. Snapchat Don't really use it um, But D-B-O-R-G-U-S On IG You can okay. follow me and you're on Twitter too, yeah? Oh yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my at is uh, Lil Dust Mop. Lil Dust Mop. <laughs> Should be easy to spell. <laughs> L-I-L. Look for my man D-Bangs on Instagram at D-Borgas. <laughs> you guys know what the fuck it is. My Y'all name is Lee. Is. Some of you might know me as Intuition. You can follow me online at It's Intuition. You can follow us as a unit at Kinda Neat on Twitter and Instagram. But especially, go follow that Instagram. That is my shit. I've been having to catch up on that because I was late to the party uh, starting an Instagram for the brand. But... Doubled my followers in the last month. I'm trying to get on my fucking D-Bangs hustle, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so we'll see what Congrats. happens. But yeah, th- I mean, it's still so minor. It is bro, what it is. Bro, the growth is comes regardless, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the growth is in your heart. You know what I'm saying? We're just growing. I'm out here just retaining my retaining semen and seed, growing bro, these That's what I'm Instagrams. saying. Retaining seed. That's it. I'm on day 300. You can follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash kinda neat, where you should subscribe to see D-Bangs perform. What song are you going to perform? Been a long time. Been a long time. The title track off of his new EP coming out on the 11th. 
That was D-Banks. I'm Lee, and this was Kinda Neat. Neat.